Shalom and welcome to Shomer Mitzvot, Torah Observant, a series on practical messianic living and apologetics. I'm the author, Torah teacher Ariel ben Lyman Hanavi. Torah observance is a matter of the heart. It always has been and always will be. The Torah proper instructed the people of Israel to love Adonai your God with all your heart, with all your being, and with all your resources. This is where Shomer Mitzvot begins, by loving Hashem and accepting Him on His terms. By this, I mean accepting His means of covenant obedience. For today, this means acceptance of Yeshua, His only Son, for Jew and non-Jew alike. Shalom, shalom. You're listening to Live Internet Studies. My name is Ariel ben Lyman Hanavi. This is episode number 119. Let's open with a word of prayer. Avinu, Malkinu, our Father, our King. Lord, we're thankful that you have brought us into another festive season, another time where we can rejoice and look back and uh, just re be reminded of the wonderful things that you're doing in our lives. Um, and this includes past history, going back thousands of years, considering our connection to Israel uh, as a people of God, Jews and Gentiles, worshiping the one true God, naming the name of Messiah, the one true Messiah, fellowshipping with the one true Holy Spirit, the Ruach Kodesh in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for carrying us along, even during the times when we were unfaithful. Lord, so often that is the truth of the matter. If we will look at history, like a good rabbi friend of mine who's on the call right now has reminded me that, Lord, too often we're the ones who mess up. We don't listen to what you've told us to do. We don't take heed of the warning that you've given to us. And as a result, just like your Torah promised, you allow our enemies to overtake us and to um, defeat us. And then we cry out for mercy because we realize that we've messed up. And then you are the merciful God. You don't have to deliver us, but you do. Time and time again, you send your hand of deliverance and you've rescued us over and over again. And for that, Lord, we are grateful. We're thankful. Let us learn the, the, the painful lesson not to mess up in the first place. Lord, if we would just uh, uh, take that first warning seriously and continue to walk in your ways and be holy and to reverence your name and to learn to trust in you and not to yield to the ways of the world and not to, to give in to the pressures around us and to, to be set apart people, dedicated people. Lord, you promise that blessing will follow after us. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and for your mercy. Continue to protect us during these dangerous pandemic times. Um, continue to provide for us during these difficult financial times. Uh, and Lord, continue to give us um, a, a moral clarity and sanity uh, um, during these difficult and, and racially heated um, and, and politically confusing times. Lord, our nation in America is going through things that we've never experienced before. And people are confused. People are terrible. People, people are, 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 are um, 
people are scared. And so uh, speak to us, Lord, and help us to hear your voice. Give us um, an enlarged capacity to listen to your spirit and to continue to draw near to you. Help us to remind ourselves that, that, that uh, we have got to, got to continue to press in and make our relation with you a priority. Uh, keep us safe. Amen. Keep us strong as families. And we'll be careful to give you the praise and glory. B'shem Yeshua. Amen. Well, I just want to thank everyone for joining me week after week during these live internet studies. My name is Ariel Ben Lyman Hanavi. Uh, I'm a Torah teacher at a real life congregation. Right now, as you're looking at this, watching this YouTube video that I'm recording, you can see on my. Uh, I've got Tate's Torah Ministries. That's my own personal website. I'll make these announcements really brief because I want to make this a special show because it's Hanukkah. And uh, we've got some live guests that are going to be joining me during the show tonight. Uh, some of my, what I consider some of my closest uh, cyber friends, if you want to call it that, because I've never met uh, many of them. In fact, I don't think I've met any of them in real life. But I meet with them week after week um, over the internet. And so I consider them friends and, 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 um, I'm just uh, deeply blessed by their presence. But um, these are live internet studies, and as you can see on my website at um, tatesatora.com, that there are lots of resources that you can avail yourself of right here. You can see on my screen right now. Uh, this is my own home Torah teaching website, and you're welcome to visit me online. Let me rattle off the address for you. It's www.tatesatora.com. Let me spell that for you because I know that's a mouthful. It's spelled T-E-T-Z-E. T-O-R-A-H dot com, just like you see on your screen right now. I'd love to have you join uh, or uh, visit my website, browse around, click on the topics that you can see there, and uh, uh, avail yourself of my written commentaries. But just to let you know um, a little bit more about who I am, I'm a, um, a Torah teacher at a real-life congregation in, in Thornton, Colorado. We're, currently, we're not meeting live. We're practicing the social distancing, the the, the shelter in place, stay, stay where you're at, that type of thing. Um, uh, as far as I can remember, I don't actually live in Colorado anymore, but um, as far as I know, based on what the uh, uh, leadership's telling me there, um, don't come join us just yet. Uh, catch our live streaming services. Go to our website at graftedin.com, as you can see on my screen right now, and, and the, uh, the the web address is there. And just avail yourself of the, uh, the YouTube videos and the live streaming and stay up to date that way. Stay safe where you're at, but stay connected to your community wherever you're at. If you've got a local congregation that does live streaming or records and uploads to YouTube or Vimeo or wherever, make sure you're staying connected. And if you don't have internet, you certainly have a probably have a, 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 a telephone, right? Or email or smartphone or something like that. Reach out to your community and stay connected with them. That's the only way we're going to survive uh, and make it during this pandemic. So catch us online there at the Harvest. Um, real brief, um, these are live internet studies and typically... Um, barring this special show that we're going to be doing tonight. But typically, uh, we meet um, each week. As I mentioned, this is episode 119. Uh, the date for this recording is December 12th, 2020, even though you're going to be watching this video probably almost a week later. Our meeting time, if you'd like to meet with us for the live internet studies, Saturday evening from 7 p.m. to approximately 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. So no matter where you're at in the world, set your clock against the CST and you'll be able to meet with us. Typically, we have an hour-long study, and normally it's broken up into two 30-minute segments. But tonight, the whole 60 minutes is going to be dedicated primarily to Hanukkah and themes surrounding Hanukkah. And the, 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 the notes that I've prepared for tonight are Hanukkah history lesson, 
Kedusha, holiness, walking in Kedusha. And then I've got a section on Shomer Mitzvot Torah Observant that if we can get to it in time, we'll do that. I've got two featured YouTube videos that I'd like to watch tonight. These are pretty short, about three minutes average each. The first one is on um, 1 Peter 1.15 and 16, entitled, Be Ye Holy for I Am Holy. And then the second one is Leviticus uh, 11.44 and 45, which... Uh, is the, basically the same quote that Peter's using, ye shall be holy for I am holy. Indeed, one of the primary themes of Hanukkah is holiness. goes along with the theme of dedication and rededication and things like that. So that would be the topic that we're going to talk about. And as always, um, if you'd like to join us each week, you're going to need Skype. Make sure you have something like that that'll connect to Skype. Make sure you get the group link from my from me. And the way the easiest way to get that is go to my website, tatesatora.com. Score to the very bottom of the website. Click on the little link that looks like an envelope. Send me an email. Tell me you'd like to join the live Skype classes each week. I'll send you this group Skype link, and you can plug in that way. And as always, take notice of the little yellow donate button down there. If Hashem, if God is blessing you to be able to bless others who are in need, well then, guess what? I'm in need right now. I'm in a place where I could really use the support from others, and I'm thankful that those of you who have been giving sacrificially are doing so to help support me and my ministry. So feel free to donate there, um, and as I always say, be blessed as you seek to be a blessing to others. All right, normally I would go right now into the um, uh, uh, liturgy. And then after the liturgy, we'd watch the, uh, the short videos. But tonight is a special show. And those of you who are listening to this podcast and watching this YouTube video, uh, I'd like to let you know that I've got uh, some uh, friends with me on the show tonight. And these are people who are actually in the live Skype class. Normally, I have them mute their microphones and, and, and keep silent as I do the teaching. But I've gotten permission from them to actually bring their uh, comments and questions and dialogue into the show with us. So this would be a very special show. So we're blessed to be able to have all the people that are in the live uh, study with me tonight. Um, if you'd like to share your name and who you are, that's fine, as I ask you. Um, if you don't want to share your names, that's fine as well. But uh, just let you know that the Internet um, audience that's going to be listening to us and dialoguing with us um, uh, just know that this is a special treat. In fact, this is the first time that it's ever happened. So I'm looking forward to um, uh, being blessed by those of you who are going to be uh, sharing with us. So without further ado, I think what I'll do is um, uh, just briefly real quick uh, tell you all about the Hanukkah resource that I have available on my website. And then from there, um, I'll open the topic up for uh, others who are in the room with me tonight. If you go to tatesaytorah.com, Typically, if it's the first time you've, that you're visiting my website, the little pop-up will show. It's not showing for me now because I'm on my website every day, but the little, little pop-up will pop up for this week and show you the Hanukkah resources, the Hanukkah resources. But if not, let me just uh, turn to uh, some of the resources that I got opened up. I wrote a commentary, I don't know how long ago did I write this commentary, way back in 2005 on, <laughs> look at the date, I wrote it on Christmas, I updated it on Christmas of 2005 of that year. And it's on the minor festival of Hanukkah, or Hanukkah, the festival of dedication. And the, the, um, the contents of the, of the um, uh, uh, commentary are there, and we're going to be looking at some of those tonight. But um, briefly, Hanukkah is not one of the festivals that is outlined in Leviticus chapter 23 that God says to Israel, these are the ones that you should be celebrating. Rather, it is an historical celebration that, was, that came along later on in Israel's history, um, but my uh, my 
my suggestion to you is if you're non-Israelite, if you're non-Jew, if you consider yourself non-Jewish, you're listening to this podcast or watching this uh, YouTube video, is that there's no reason why you can't join in the Hanukkah festivities and the celebrations, especially if you are a believer in Yeshua, if you name Jesus as your Lord, because this means you have a, a vibrant real connection to the God of Israel and the Messiah of Israel. And therefore, the scriptures of Israel and the history of Israel, I believe, via Paul's uh, Romans chapter 11, uh, all of tree theology, Ephesians chapter 2, commonwealth theology, I believe that you are actually grafted into Israel at the remnant level. That means it brings you in alongside of uh, fellow Israelites and you become part of the family. That's the bottom line. You're part of the family. And so we could think of Israel's history as your history. And you can now join in the Hanukkah celebrations. You don't have to be Jewish. It's not I'm trying to say it's not just a Jewish holiday. Don't think of it like that. If you're part of God's people, if you're part of the, of the chosen, uh, if you've uh, 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 laid hold of the faith of Israel uh, through uh, Jesus Christ, well then... Feel free to celebrate Hanukkah along with the rest of, of we Jews. So um, that's my uh, just my kind of introduction um, to Hanukkah. Uh, uh, every year it's different for for those of us who celebrate it. You know, lighting our menorahs, um, all nine candles. Whether we're going to watch you know uh, festive videos, eat lots of food, uh, play games, play dreidel, um, you know, play stump the rabbi. You know, whatever you want to do during Hanukkah, um, make it a time of of um, festivities. Make it a time of celebration. But don't forget God. Don't forget Messiah, because it is a it is a celebration in its in its original um, celebrations. It was a time as as, as we're going to uh, we talked about this in weeks past. It's a time of um, of um, really rededicating the temple, which had become defiled by uh, the pagan armies in the in in. Uh, in the time period that we're talking about, you know, a few hundred years before even Messiah hit the scene, at the time you can read about in a in a in a, uh, a Bible that contains the books of the Maccabees, like a Jerusalem Bible or something like that. Um, we're talking about a celebration that originally looked to basically hold a belated Sukkot celebration. Sukkot had taken place earlier in the year. And yet, because the temple was defiled, we couldn't really celebrate Sukkot the way we're supposed to with all the ADs of Sukkot. So um, once um, Hashem delivered us from our enemies, uh, and we were able to regain the temple and uh, to start the cleanup job, then we were able to um, celebrate Sukkot again, uh, which you know kind of morphed into Hanukkah with its eight days. Right? You see the similarities between Sukkot and Hanukkah there. But the bottom line is the celebration of Hanukkah itself is originally a celebration of thanksgiving to God, rededicating ourselves to God, um, pouring our our hearts out to God, and asking to forgive us for messing up, for allowing the enemies to overtake us, for allowing His temple to become polluted and defiled, and allowing our lives. To become polluted. It is a time where we can self-reflect and uh, 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 change our ways. And, and it's a time also to, and I'll say this last thing and then I'll shut up and let my, my guests uh, be able to share their thoughts. Hanukkah for me is also a time where um, I remind myself that I am not of this world. I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. These are the words that Yeshua reminds me. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. You know what I'm talking about? We are to be different. And we're gonna, I'm going to talk about this in my lesson later on where I'm doing um, a talk on Kedusha and holiness and walking in holiness and what's that supposed to look like. We are different. We are supposed to be different. God has called us out in order to fill us with his goodness and his mercy and to showcase himself through us. 
And if we're living like the world, we're not going to be a very good witness. Our lights are supposed to be shining. This is a festival of lights. And the only way we can make ourselves, um, make our lights shine bright is to follow the words of the master and to be plugged in him. Like my rabbi friend is going to remind me, um, who's, who's in the room with us tonight during his sermon earlier at his, at his shul, at his congregation. He reminded us that if we, we've got to be connected to Yeshua. He's the true vine and we're the branches. We have got to stay connected to him, people. And if you're not, then your light's not going to shine very bright. And if you want to attract people to your life, you've got to shine bright with the light of Messiah. And that means you've got to be filled with the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. He's the oil in your lamp, right? Paul himself told us, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. This is a commandment that he tells us about in the book of Ephesians. We have got to be filled with the Spirit so that the Holy Spirit can remind us of the words of the Master, so the Holy Spirit can convict us of areas of our lives that uh, need to be um, shored up, that need to be um, um, rededicated, that need to be cleaned up, so they can be living holy lives. Are we going to be perfect? Not on your life. Not on your life. But that's not the goal and standard that, I, that Hutchins asking of us. He's asking us to be yielded, to be dedicated to Him, to allow the Holy Spirit to wash over us, to allow the Word to wash through us and to cleanse us to turn from sin and to say no to sin and yes to Yeshua. And that's what Hanukkah reminds me about year after year after year, rededicating my life to God. It's the ultimate in New Year's, uh, 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 what do we call those, New Year's resolution. Make your resolution now, right? Rededicate your life to God now. Omen? Omen. All right. Let me now open the microphone up. It's already been open the whole time, but let me just allow those who are in the class with me you guys gave me permission to use your names and if and if and if you don't like that then i'll go ahead and edit it out later on but um just want to let everyone in, uh, introduce uh my youtube audience and those who are um joining me via my podcast and stuff uh introduce you to, to some of my close uh internet friends here with me tonight i've got um Estefania, uh, she's a, a Talmud of Yeshua, a disciple of Jesus, and she is uh, she's just a, a a stick of dynamite, so full of energy, and uh, I'm, I'm blessed to have her joining me tonight as well. Um, I've got Lee and KJ uh, who are also joining me uh, tonight. And again, I'm mentioning your names now because you guys gave me permission, but if not, I'll edit it out later, so don't worry. I've got Lee and KJ <laughs> who are also with me uh, from a congregation that I consider my home away from home, Beth El Gibor, B-E-G. Find them online. Um, uh, what is it? B-E-G dot org? Or is it Beth? No, it's BethElGibor.org. Uh, and uh, I catch their services every week and watch uh, Rabbi Mark Schulman, and uh, he brings a, a, a very powerful message each week. And when he's not teaching, then we've got his second in command, his, his if you're watching Star Trek, this would be number one, right? Or Spock, depending on which era of Star Trek you come from. Um, Rabbi Ed is uh, with us tonight as well, and he's, a, uh, he's another... Uh, uh, a wonderful brother in the Lord that I count uh, a privilege to be able to sit under his teaching. Uh, God is using him mightily, and uh, he's also a member of BEG. So basically, we've got all of BEG in the house with us tonight, uh, with the exception of me and Estefania. We're the, we're the odd ones out tonight. But um, <laughs> since I've got you in the room, um, and by the way, uh, they're joining us via Skype. Um, let me bring up a different type of uh, – make the, the – Let's park that as my background there. That looks better. Um, we've got uh, you guys in the room. So 
Um, I'm not going to – whoever wants to go first, feel free to introduce yourself if you'd like to, to my internet uh, crowd, to my YouTube crowd, um, to my uh, uh, podcast crowd. Uh, and we're just going to share with one another for the next 10 or 15 minutes and make this a, a wonderful show. So whoever wants to go first, go first. Um, you know, uh, Share what, you have, what you'd like to share. And if not, I can ask some questions myself. So should we say ladies first? KJ and Estefania? <laughs> Um, yeah. So, let's, let's start hello, with Stephanie. All right. <laughs> yeah. Shalom, shalom. Um, shalom, shalom. Yeah. So this is Stephanie, and um, so yeah, it was, it's interesting to learn about uh, Hanukkah. This is like I've known about it a little bit, but never really uh, researched more about it to know uh, what it's about. And you know, like I've just you know seen the. Uh, the menorahs, but not really understood what this uh, whole thing was about. And uh, so I was wondering, we talked about how it's a minor uh, holiday, so I was wondering how people actually celebrate it since it's not in the, it's not like one of the ordained festivals. So I was wondering how people came up with ways to celebrate it. Like, how do people actually celebrate it? How is it celebrated? Gotcha. All right. Well, that's that's a very good question. In fact, um, <clears throat> that that's such an easy question. I'm I'm gonna let my rabbi friend answer that question. That's so easy. No, <laughs> seriously, you've heard the old joke. That's so easy. I'm gonna let my chauffeur answer that question. Um, rabbi Ed, are you still there with us? Yes, I'm here. But I miss I missed part of her question. Sorry, the baby came out to me. Gotcha. Um, she wanted to know. Um, uh, since Hanukkah's not in the Torah, it's not on the list of Leviticus. 23 festivals that Hashem outlined for Israel to celebrate, um, and it's not really even in our Bibles, barring if you're if you're using a Jerusalem Catholic Bible. If you're using a Protestant Bible, it's not you're not going to find the story of Hanukkah. But she's her question, if I understood it correctly, and Stephania, you can correct me if I'm wrong. How did how do we celebrate it? How do we come to celebrate it? Um, what do people do to celebrate Hanukkah? You know what what kind of guidelines? You know. Uh, do we use and, and please don't tell us to just turn to your Shulchan Aruch or your you know your your your, your pocket Rashi. Um, you know, yeah. No, 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 seriously, no, no. I'm just teasing <laughs> for all those uh, fellow fellow Jews out there who understand what I'm talking about. I'm just picking on you. All right, no, seriously, um, you got, you, Rabbi Ed, what, what you do you gotta have to go? You got You got to go into the midrashim. No, <laughs> yeah, got to dig dig look, through the response um, of literature. Know. This is, it's very important to, for us to, you know, from my perspective, to understand that what we do is honoring to the Lord and that we have to, there, there is a rich heritage that comes to us down throughout the history of Israel, through, mm-hmm. through God's people. Even, even in the points where they rejected him, there has been this commemoration of him. You know, if we go back to John chapter 10, Yeshua was found in Shlomo's colonnade. He was there and he was commemorating the time of Hanukkah, the Feast of Dedication. And, and for Yeshua, it was, it was a time that was a separate time. The, the, the New Testament, the New Covenant writers show that Yeshua acknowledged this day. He, he went to Solomon's colonnade. And, and as time went on, the Jewish people always saw it as a, as a, as a sacred time, as, as Rabbi Ariel said. You know, it was a late celebration of Sukkot. You know, much later on, the tradition comes around of the oil lasting for eight nights. But that really was something to get more so get the children um, more excited about it, you know, uh, to put a story with it. It's, it's not a bad thing to use, but the real point of the eight days is that we're celebrating Sukkot late. And without the his- with the history of it, we light eight candles for the eight nights. Um, the ninth candle is the Shamish. It's the servant candle. Uh, we do the blessings with them lit, and then we light the other ones, and one for each night. So some people give out gifts. And then uh, another tradition that goes well with it is that we 
eat sweet stuff, right? And we eat stuff <laughs> that is full of oil and stuff that's not really good for you, right? Um, nice latkes and <laughs> jelly donuts and all and all, and all the good stuff that you only eat on the holidays, right? Because um, we're healthy eating people. Uh, so this, <laughs> yeah. this is part of the way that we Speak celebrate. We come together, we have services, right? <laughs> we have services, right? And, 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 you know, the emphasis... And this is this is something that everyone who is Messianic Christian believers in Yeshua, believers in Jesus, need to say that, you know, my celebration can't just be a shadow of what the synagogue does. It needs to be something that in and of itself is honoring to Yeshua and that it is fully spirit-led. Yeah. So traditions and practices can change, but I think we're a good witness and a good testimony to the Jewish people when we allow the Spirit to breathe into the traditions of Israel things that are not contrary to His written word. So, so things we give gifts on Hanukkah as well, which is a tradition to do as well. But remember that the thing is the focus is Yeshua, right? It is a it is a it is a focus on Yeshua, which is the light of the world, and really ourselves that need to be rededicated. Amen. Wow, that was that was good, uh, uh, Stephanie. I'll let you interact with uh, Rabbi Ed as to what he talked about, and uh, you know, field any questions there directly. Yeah. Is it, so. From my understanding, this is also the only winter festival, right? Do you think there's uh, like a sort of significance there too, it being the only winter feast? So, I mean, this is something to think about. Remember that this is a holiday that is brought out of the, the rebellion of the Jewish people. So if you read the book of Maccabees, mm -hmm. the reality is that the Jewish people were in sin. They've made covenants with the nations around them. Then they were they have forsook God's law, God's Torah. So really, the point of needing to celebrate Hanukkah is, is comes out of God's judgment that's really being poured out on the Jewish mm -hmm. people. So, so we need to think about it as not being God's... Um, perfect will for us to be celebrating Hanukkah, right? This is something that comes as a as a as a concession mm -hmm. to our rebellion and God giving us a victory. Um, there is something really interesting though, you know, people who know math much better than myself, um, they've done the calculations. And if Yeshua were to be born in Sukkot, he would have been conceived during Hanukkah. So nothing from our God happens by chance. So it, it was ordained that the light of the world will come in on the festival of lights. Yeah, I heard about that. Mm -hmm. Well, if you look at the math, if you think about, um, and um, uh, Rabbi, I'm not sure, you, you obviously you wouldn't have known this in advance, but Estefania, you are a med student, correct? Um, currently applying to med schools. Kind of med schools. So, so I'm sure mm -hmm. you know a lot about, um, about uh, you know, the, the, the birth, uh, I'm not saying you're an expert in the birth process, but being a woman, you certainly are aware of the fact of, you know, the gestation period, is that what they call it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the nine months, okay. So if Yeshua was conceived around Hanukkah, around this time of year in the uh, the, the winter, then, you know, we go through the, the end of the year and swing back around to uh, the beginning of the year mm -hmm. and work our way through the spring to the summer. And then this would put his birth in the fall, which would uh, line up right with Sukkot, which is a festival. It goes by a few different names. Sukkot goes by the names of the festival, uh, Feast of Tabernacles, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Sukkot feast festival of booths, festival of booths, feast of tabernacles, uh, the festival of in gathering. Um, you've heard about uh, those names before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes, if we just say Sukkot, that's, you know the Hebrew term is uh, can be lost to many people. But if if you look at your calendar, one that has Jewish uh, feasts on it. Mm -hmm. uh, then typically to the fall part of the year, it'll say something like Rosh Hashanah. Then it'll say um, uh, 
Day of Atonement, and then it'll say, after that on your calendar, typically it'll say something like Feast of Trumpets or Feast of Booths, uh, something to that effect. So, um, yeah, I think it's neat that, you know, Hashem works in mysterious ways. God can um, amaze us, uh, even though it's not a, 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 a what we might call a, a biblically mandated holy day, which is why I refer to it as a minor uh, festival, along with Purim, uh, or as some people say, Purim. Um, that festival is also what we might call a minor festival, a, a, a historical festival that uh, the Jewish people have brought into their celebration time periods. Um, so I hope that kind of helped to answer some of your questions there. Rabbi Ed, I appreciate the, the, the um, insights Anytime. there. Um, yeah. Lee and KJ, are you both still with us tonight? We're here. Yep. Super de-duper. Um, tell us, if, if you will, uh, either share what, what, what's meaningful about Hanukkah to, to the both of you, or if you'd like to share uh, what your first experience of going through Hanukkah was like. Um, or uh, any insights on Hanukkah that um, that you would like to share with us, that that or how God's uh, speaking to you during this uh, uh, festival. Uh, so, whichever one of you wants to go first, I'll let you two decide. Well, um, every every year it seems that I learn more, and uh, I'm very thankful for that. Um, and the Lord reveals different things to me to make this something that is more spiritual and deeper than the superficial um, giving of gifts. And it, although that has its place and is important, um, just more of the uh, the actual miracles that God enabled to allow to happen of re. Um, dedicating the temple and the people having that strong urgency and need. I mean, they were at war for, for years before the Feast of Dedication happened. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, the, the miracle that, uh, that God brought them to the point where they wanted to rededicate everything to him. Um, speaks very loudly to us in our current lives today. Yeah. Um, you know, the world has New Year's Day where they do all their resolutions and dedication, and you alluded to this. Um, but the the more I learn, the, the more we get into these things, um, the more I'm seeing the deeper side of it. Absolutely. Yeah, you mentioned that the world has their festivals and their times where they um, collectively kind of come to the same kind of uh, consensus of hey, let's let's change our ways. We realize that that a, a year has passed and a new year is approaching, and at least to the degree that they've that they're sensing that they want to change. You know, we're talking about the world in general. You know, I at least applaud that effort. But we who are believers in God, specifically the ones who are followers after Messiah, Yeshua, we have a renewed reason that, for, um, 
rededicating our lives because we've got biblical examples. We've got, of course, Hanukkah in front of us uh, and what happened historically during that time. But also, we've got the power of the Holy Spirit within us, God's very presence in our lives, in our communities, in our families, to not just um, continue to uh, strengthen us and to protect us and things like that, but to also empower us to be able to make the change that we're that we're saying with our mouths, you know, Lord, I promise to change, but the Holy Spirit's, he's going to help us stay true to that promise that we're making to God. And so it's not just self-effort that's going to cause the change to come to pass, like, like human ingenuity, like the world's going to say, okay, you know, I, I gave up those, those jelly donuts and, you know, thank, thank, sometimes they say thank God, but they're saying it superficially. Thank God, you know, I stuck to my New Year's resolution to lose my weight or whatever, whatever. You know, I'm saying, okay, that's good, that's good. You know, I'm not, I'm not knocking a good thing, but I, I dare say that they're going to recognize that they've got that there's any spiritual empowerment because, indeed, the world at large is not spiritually empowered to walk in righteousness and to walk in kedusha, as we say. So I hear what you're saying there. That's that's such a great uh, message to remind ourselves. And I like what you alluded to, KJ, is that Hanukkah is not just the Jewish Christmas. You know, don't turn this into another. <laughs> I heard one, mm-hmm. one Jewish friend of mine uh, jokingly quip, "You know, you Christians, you have your your Christ, and you 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 Gentiles, you have your Christmas celebration where you give gifts once, the one 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 day where you give gifts. But you know, we Jews, we got eight days where we can give gifts. Come on, you know, eight times the fun, eight times times more uh, gifts to give. You know." Our, our credit card debt is eight times as large, whatever, however you want to describe it. You know. um, no, it's not Jewish. It's not Jewish Christmas. It, it absolutely, even though they, they, these time periods overlap many times on a calendar. So, great, great. Lee, any, any, uh, any thoughts? Yeah, I was just sitting here thinking about you know, how God has used this. Yeah, it, it may be a minor festival, as you put it. But yeah, it wasn't mentioned in Deuteronomy. But God has used this as a you know, the, the correlation between the, the the festival of dedication and our rededication is really unique, and God has used that uh, to to be able to can use that to speak to people uh, spiritually. It, yeah, be, you know, it, it's a wonderful celebration, but yet. We need to rededicate ourselves, uh, not so much what you know once a year, but this is a time where we can really reflect on that. Yeah, yeah. And it's not—it's not been very long at this point in the calendar since we've been through, you know, Yom Kippur, mm-hmm. and it, it's almost like the explanation point at the end. Yeah. You know, when we get to Hanukkah. <laughs> and you say exclamation point are you talking about in terms of joyous celebration or are you talking in terms of serious introspective reflection and 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 looking inwardly and thinking Serious. seriousness yeah. okay yeah. The, the seriousness because you know yom kippur is is ultimately extremely um almost gut-wrenching sometimes um and, and very serious and but then you know we we come to this point and it's a celebration but it's also yeah think about the the festivals that we just came through in the fall 
and and we're re rededicating we're dedicating our ourselves to the lord again yeah. and that's the explanation yeah. point you know it's like yes <laughs> so all of you have shared some very um very very good uh advice and uh, uh, details about Hanukkah, uh, and I shared some of my own during the, the opening prayer and just uh, my, my opening up of this particular um, uh, topic. Um, what? Let me go back uh, uh, in, in closing for this kind of uh, uh, dialogue part of my program, um, and this doesn't mean that we're closing right now, but I'm giving this uh, part of it to show. Um, what would you say to those of those who are watching this YouTube video right now, this is going to be aired on my um, uh, YouTube channel, uploaded to my website uh, after I do all the post-production editing. Typically, I wait wait about a week. I might try to rush this out so I can have it coincide with um, the the Hanukkah uh, uh, time frame uh, that we're in right now. But I'll go back down the list and ask each one of you what what would you say to those YouTube viewers, to my podcast listeners, people who are watching Hana uh, this. Uh, video they've never been through hanukkah or they've just heard about it they see it on their calendar every year they go to the store and they they you know there's that little part of the aisle that that's dedicated to all the the, the, the jewish christmas uh, celebrations that, that some people say you know all the blue and the white and these funny looking uh candle holders and you know they're not sure what all the what's with all the candles the blue and the white and the little dreidels what are those all about um is there anything you can say to them just in a few brief words about um Maybe they've never celebrated Hanukkah, why they would want to, or um, uh, if you want to speak to a Christian friend or family member who has never uh, celebrated Hanukkah or uh, participated in it, uh, what would you say to them? So um, uh, you guys think about that question for a little bit. I'll go first, and then you can, that'll give you guys time to – you don't have to listen to me. Just think about what, you, what your response might be. Just, it can be brief. Um, what I would say to people who've never either celebrated Hanukkah, I, I could speak to different people. It's either people of people who don't claim to have a relationship with God or Jesus, and I could speak to people who do claim to have claim to be believers, churchgoers, Christians, etc. To those people in the world, um, God is in control of this world, and sometimes the events all around us are spiraling so out of control that it's enough to make you want to give in, to give up. To, to throw your hands up in despair. But God has many, many uh, ways in which he can reach out and, and communicate to us. And many times, in, in the best of ways, he communicates to us through his autograph, through his word, through his love letter to us, the Bible. And so that's going to be your first uh, opportunity to communicate with the God who created you. But he can also communicate to us through history. He doesn't need believers all, all the time to, to communicate. He can speak through unbelievers. He can speak through wicked rulers. He can allow um, historical events to convey a message of his. And so I believe that Hanukkah is one of those times where God allowed history, and the Jewish people of course, to, to be carried along for an unpleasant ride for the world to witness. History, the books, history books have recorded this now for us. But Hanukkah can be a time where you can jump into the 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 um the stream of truth that God is presenting for you. The rabbis of, of antiquity, the, the ancient Jewish sages, often liken the, the, the Torah itself like a river that flows from the mountain of God. Picture this 
big mountain and there's this river that flows from the top of the mountain and then just flows down into the land and nourishes the land uh, wherever the, 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 the river flows but it's its source is God and the picture is that God's truth is flowing forth uh, just like this river of Torah is flowing forth from the mountain. And, you know, God's not asking each and every one of us to climb the mountain so that we can jump into the river at the source. This is the Midrash that the rabbis share. Rather, what really happens is, no matter where the river is flowing through your part of the land, this is speaking to you who are not, say, followers after God, no matter where you jump into the river, you're going to get wet. So it doesn't matter if you're jumping into the river a few feet ahead of the person uh, that's next to you, or a few feet behind the other person, or a mile up the stream than the person, than your neighbor, or if you travel all the way to the source, or if you're going to jump into the river where it's closer to where it empties out into the ocean of God's grace and mercy. No matter where you jump in, you're going to get wet. And so that's my admonition. That's my challenge to you. If you've never celebrated Hanukkah, what are you waiting for? Jump in. You don't your best bet is to jump into the Bible, but if that's too much right now, at least jump into the river of Hanukkah. It's a great uh, time to jump in and, and experience God's truth and mercy and goodness. And for those of you who are Christians, good grief. Yeshua was, uh, in, uh, as my rapper uh, friend mentioned, he was at, in Shomel's uh, colonnade at Solomon's porch, is what I'm going to say in your English Bible. Read this in the book of John earlier on in the first few chapters around around chapter 6, 7, 8, somewhere around there, if I remember right. Um, Yeshua was around that, around the temple time, showing himself off to, to his people during the festival of Hanukkah. It was in the winter time, and that's what John records for us. And it was during that time that Yeshua took that opportunity to express that he is the Messiah, that he is the light of the world. And he talked about the, the you know, the rivers, the rivers of, of living water that would flow from you uh, if you would find your source in him. You know, I'm quoting a passage out of the, of the Tanakh. Um, and, and it is this time period that the, 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 that the Jewish people were pressing him, tell us plainly, who are you? You know, I'm paraphrasing grossly, but the point is, if you're a believer in this Messiah, Yeshua, then Hanukkah is a great time that you can jump in and, and get wet with the truth of God. It's not a biblically mandated um, festival, but I don't think that Yeshua would have anything inherently bad to say about the festival and the celebration and the themes that are surrounding the festival and things like that. You don't have to be Jewish to celebrate Hanukkah, so jump in and get your feet wet. So that's my little midrash. Uh, those of you who are with me in the, uh, the class tonight, um, we can go in the same order that we did before, or we can go in reverse order. Uh, whoever wants to go first, uh, share if you want to share something to my uh, internet crowd, this is your chance to talk to them. Don't everybody just speak at once, like Consul would say. Who's going first? You need to you need to call people out. Or All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you out. Let's see, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Did we got any mo's in the room? No mo's. Okay, then let's go with the rabbi first. Rabbi, share what's on your heart. Okay. Yeah. So, for me, things in scripture are descriptive or prescriptive. You know, we we are told to do many things, but we're also shown right and wrong. And and I think in this life, as we look at the Word of God. The things that are important to Yeshua should be important to his people. 
Oh man. Right. You know, it's it's hard to talk to people who are not believers and to tell them, come celebrate Hanukkah, come celebrate these things. It's really it's a it's a difficult thing for me because if someone doesn't have a conviction that God's word is God's word, it's really difficult to move them to these things. But <laughs> yeah. if you are a believer in Jesus, if you're a believer in Jesus, if if you love God, if you love the Lord, if you confess Yeshua Jesus as your Lord, then we need to look at his life, right? Those who claim to be in him will walk like he did, right? And Yeshua walked up to the temple at the time of Hanukkah, and it was important to him. It was near and dear to him, and 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 for us, we should have that same conviction. If it, if it was important to Yeshua, it should definitely be important to us. And if the things that are important to Yeshua are not important to you, that's something that we need to have some introspection about. Very good, very good. All righty, um, let's pick um, Lee. Let's go with Lee now. Anything to share to those of you are watching this, those who are watching my YouTube video, listening to this podcast, go out through the iTunes store. Um, what do you have to say to them about Hanukkah? <laughs> I would, I would say that forget, forget about you know. Most people we come in contact, whether they be believers or non-believers, when they look at what we do, they look at it as Jewish. Please do not look at what we're doing here as Jewish. Although this, the, the two minor festivals are uh, based on uh, Jewish history. Yeah. But I believe that God has used and grown these these uh, festivals into something that for His glory and His power, and it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be. Uh, totally related if we look at it, at it spiritually it doesn't have to be related to anything Jewish you know, uh, we, you know, in any of your, your teachings Ariel you talked about how we <clears throat> we as Christians seem to run away from things that are Jewish instead of looking at, at Yeshua as being Jewish and the things that he may have done so Keep an open mind. Look, look, look at Scripture. Uh, even though this particular uh, festival is not mentioned much, but it is, and it's something that we believe that Yeshua did do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. All right. Um, let's go with last, but certainly not least. Uh, let's let's hear from the ladies. Um, again, this is not this is uh, this is not putting you last to say that you're last. Um, let's hear from uh, Lee's wife, KJ, and then um, Estefania will save the best for last. How's that? Um, uh, KJ, what, what, what do you have to say to people who are watching my YouTube video right now, listening to this iTunes podcast? What, what's, what's good about Hanukkah? Um, okay. It is historical. Um, there's many, many things, almost, almost everything we celebrate has a historical presence for beginning to it um, and dig dig into the history of it um, the real true meaning get in there and understand the miracle and what the miracles are and recognize that miracles still happen they didn't stop with Bible stories that they <laughs> still happen and God still has a working place in our lives and that in itself is a miracle yeah 
Yeah. I, for those who are listening and watching my video and listening to the podcast, who aren't aware what KJ is referring to, um, and I'll mention some of this a little later on as well, the miracle of Hanukkah is that according to – it could be legend, it could be history, it could be myth, or it could just be you know another long tale by a rabbi, um, but uh, – there wasn't enough oil to relight all of the menorahs or light all the I'm sorry all the the the, the, um, the uh, lamps when they were rededicating the temple and supposedly there was only like one little jar of oil or one little cruise or something to that effect and uh, but but it lasted the entire eight days during the celebration and so the oil was was uh, miraculously multiplied or something to that effect the, the miracle of Hanukkah I'm just giving a brief overview whether or not it's true is not really the point. The point is that we certainly know those of us who name God's name and Messiah's, Yeshua's name, we certainly believe in a miracle working God. And even if God didn't do the miracle that we read about historically in Hanukkah, even if it's just a long tale, you know, another, another tale that got tacked on, um, God is certainly able to do that miracle. And so we serve the God who is able, and we serve the God who certainly has performed miracles in the past and will continue to do miracles for his people in the future. So thank you for yeah, bringing that, that aspect. That, that's not the miracle I meant. I oh, really? Well, what, what miracle are you referring to? Well, well, that's more of a myth or a fable. To me, the miracle is, is that, um, that God had the, the Maccabees as a small little band of people be able to defeat and uh, take back the temple. Ah, uh, gotcha. Um, okay. You're right. Dedicate it. That look into the real history. What is the real miracle that happened? Not, you know, that not that fable. <laughs> I I stand corrected. Thank you for um for correcting me. I I shame on me for assuming that you were talking about the miracle of Hanukkah and the miracle of the, the lights and stuff because that's typically if you Google search I think the miracle of Hanukkah that's one of the first uh, uh, results that comes up. But yes, KJ, you're right. The real miracle is the fact that a, the few overcame the many. You know, the impossible odds. And the reason why they did and why God blessed. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And we need to remind ourselves uh, that God worked miracles and always will for his people because he loves him. He has an unshakable, unbreakable, uh, insatiable love for his people. And this speaks volumes when when we – I'm speaking to we Christians now. This speaks volumes when we think about how this impacts the way we – uh, um, uh, the way we uh, digest our theology of the Bible when we think that God only loves Christians or that God only loves those who love his son Yeshua. But God has made promises to the Avot, to the fathers, Abraham, um, Isaac, and Yaakov, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And these promises extend to Israel, what we call the Jewish people, but they extend to Israel to the degree that these promises um, are... Uh, a measure of grace and protection and um, um, miracles that are going to carry the Jewish people along, even if they don't understand the nature of God's Son, Messiah, Yeshua. I guess what I'm trying to say is the miracle that you're talking about, KJ, God performed that miracle despite the fact that Jesus hadn't even been on the scene yet. And that the Jewish people in question in, 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 that we're talking about, the ones that were the recipients of the miracle, were for, for the most part, we Christians would describe them as non-Messianic 
Jews, to the degree that we can understand that they didn't name Jesus as their Messiah. Certainly his name wasn't known as Jesus, and whether or not they had a, a genuine faith in the Messiah who was promised about in the scriptures, we can't tell for sure. But we're simply talking about a people group that are in covenant relationship with God at that covenant level. And those are the people that God um, reached out to and, and rescued so, so it's one thing for us to say, oh yeah, of course God performed the miracle because they're all believers in Jesus, right? We hear about all these you know, Christians around the world who were rescued out of impossible circumstances or rescued from danger, and we, we, sometimes we conclude, well, of course they're, God's going to rescue them because they're Christians. They're believers, they're missionaries, they're evangelicals or whatever, you know, they're Catholics, whatever nomination we want to attach to that particular story. But the story of Hanukkah is not a story about a bunch of Christians who got rescued by God. It's a story about a bunch of Jews who got rescued by God. So the question is, why would God rescue them? What's the big deal? You know, It's because of his relationship that he made with them and cut with the fathers and promises that he made, and he stays good on his promises. And that's what Paul reminds us of, that the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable in the book of Romans. And that because of the father, then he talks about that in Romans 9, but then later on in chapter 11, he brings it to a fullness by letting us know that uh, they might be hated for the gospel's sake, but for the sake of the fathers, they're beloved, right? They're beloved. So, so thank you for reminding us about that, KJ. I, d- I didn't mean to steal your thunder. Did I steal your? Did I steal your spotlight? No, not at all. It's fine. Uh, forgive me if I did. I didn't mean to. That, was, that was not the, what I meant to. Yeah. But, no, I'm just, I, I apologize for not explaining myself clearly the first time. I'm tired. <laughs> I, no, I, I assumed that when you said the miracle of Hanukkah, that that's that's what most people think about. Uh, you know, if you Google search the miracle of Hanukkah, what, some of the first things that come up are the miracle of the oil and things like that. Most people don't think about. No, yeah. We've been taught well enough at Beth Elkabor. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Thank you for schooling us, me included. All right. Um, And then last but certainly not least, this is like the icing on the cake, the sweetest part, Estefania. Um, Tell us, what would you say to people who are watching this uh, YouTube video and uh, uh, you're you're kind of just jumping into this Hanukkah thing? It's a little new to you as well, but um, what do you have to say to to my viewers and my listeners? Mm -hmm. I think... Well, I'm thinking mostly of, like, for example, my Christian friends and uh, along the lines of what Lisa, to not think of these as just Jewish festivals or things that are only for the Jews, uh, because we do tend to shy away from that because it's kind of like, you know, this is not what we do as Christians. This is something that is for the Jews, and this is what they do. Uh, And to just have an open mind uh, about that, but also to think of the heart behind the festivals and the spiritual lessons that we can learn from, that it's not just... You know, this is just a celebration that happens, but that there are spiritual lessons with that too, and that just you know the rededication. Uh, I think that's just such a great uh, lesson, and hadn't really even thought about how you could also apply those uh, lessons to our spiritual life. And so, yeah, so I think just to to think about what the lessons are, and not just think of them as these are not for us because we're not Jews. Wow. Yeah. And um, uh, is it – tell me again, is this is this your first time uh, uh, observing Hanukkah or did you do it last year or – No. Yeah, this is the first time. This is your first time. Okay. Can can you share with us uh, in these last few minutes uh, what you've got planned? Did you buy a little menorah? Uh, do you got to light some candles? Are you going to eat some potato latkes? Uh, uh, <laughs> or, or are you going to um, uh, uh, you know, spin the dreidel? Or do we eat filthy yeah, fish on the, Hanukkah? 
gefilte fish, Rabbi? No, not on Hanukkah. <laughs> I never eat gefilte fish. <laughs> Who eats gefilte fish? Yeah, okay. All right, no. So seriously, um, I can't do it. I can't do it either. I can't. I'm sorry. Uh, potato latkes? Yeah, give me lots of those. Um, but uh, black juice can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> we can't exactly. Um, so um, no, um, Stephanie. Yeah, just the candles. Just so you, would you go to the store and buy a, a menorah? Yeah, the tiny one. <laughs> the, the which one? The, the, the... One of the tiny ones, so they had one, a target. One tiny one. Now, I'm um, curious, did you buy one that you can put real candles in, or is it with the little screw, the, screw in the light bulbs? Uh, the real candles. The real candles. Wow, okay. So now, remember, um, uh, on the first night of Hanukkah, I know we're, by the time this recording goes out, we're already in the middle of Hanukkah, so this might not matter as much, but the, the, um, I was born Jewish but wasn't raised Jewish. I was raised uh, evangelical Christian, in fact, uh, independent fundamental Baptist. So the first time I did Hanukkah, I got my, I got my candle uh, uh, numbers wrong. And so I bought my little menorah, mm. and you know, there's, if you count them, there's nine of them. But there's only eight mm-hmm. days of Hanukkah, so I didn't figure that part out right. I I knew, <laughs> I knew you light your first candle on the first night. So what I did is I had mm-hmm. one candle lit on the first night, and I was so happy. I did my little blessing, you know, <laughs> and and uh, but I didn't research enough, and so I'm embarrassed to say this, but it's fine. You know, I can look back and laugh now because it's been like 25 years. But um, when I first did it, my first time, I had my my menorah lit, and I did the first candle on the first night. And so if you look, I even took a little picture, and it was one candle lit on my first night. And second night, there were two candles. And third night, there's three candles. And those of you who know the right way to do this, you're gonna, you're, you're, you know where I'm going with the story. And so by, by the time I got to the eighth night, there were eight candles lit. But I was scratching my head trying to figure out why is there one missing? Why is there one mm-hmm. candle? There's only eight nights, but there's nine candles. So, you know, it took me the second year to figure out that the first night, the shamash, like Rabbi mentioned, which is the center light, right, which is, represents Messiah in Messianic Midrash, the, the shamash, the servant, which is what, what the word shamash uh, 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 implies, the shamash is the servant candle. Uh, and he's the one that you light first, and then he lights the other <laughs> candles. And so on my second Hanukkah, I got it right. I lit that first one first, and then I took that one out and then used that one to light the first candle. And so on my first night, there were actually two candles lit, not one. And so when I got to the eighth night, there was actually finally eight lit with the shamas, you know, being in right in the middle. So... But um, so don't make the same mistake that I did, uh, and and light only one candle. If you're going to do it, at least do it right. Did I get it right there? You all, you experts um, in on my panel with me tonight. Uh, did I get it right? Your second year, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, embarrassed to say, but you know, hey, we, we're we're all in learning process. So, so in closing for tonight's um, dialogue, I I want to just thank all my uh, guests who were with me tonight, um, and those of you who are watching the video. Didn't look like I had really time to um, do any type of uh, monologue, um, but I just want to bless everyone out there and thank you for watching the YouTube video and listening to my iTunes podcast and joining us for our um, uh, unique and special uh, Hanukkah celebration. I do want to close with a little bit of liturgy. Uh, I don't have any Hanukkah liturgy. I had liturgy prepared tonight. We didn't watch any videos uh, or anything like that. We'll just make it a slightly different show. Um, But the liturgy that I had had prepared was I had the Shema that I wanted to read, which for Jewish people, this is Deuteronomy 6. There's three parts to the Shema, three passages out of the uh, Torah um, that we read. And uh, one of them is Deuteronomy 6, uh, starting verse 4 and uh, going down through verse um, 9, which I will read tonight. And then along with that, I wanted to read uh, two verses out of the book of Romans, which talks where uh, uh, Rav Shaul is talking about um, dedication and uh, 
the Apostle Paul is talking about dedicating our lives. So let me close by reading the, that liturgy uh, for my uh, viewers and my listeners tonight. Um, or um, let me do this. Rabbi, can you see my screen? Yes, I can. And you could probably have this memorized even if you can't read it. Uh, can you do me the honor? I will read the English of Deuteronomy 6, 4 through um, 9. The familiar Shema passage right there that you can see on my screen. Okay. And if you'll do us the honor and read the Hebrew for us after I read the English, not verse by verse, not Pasuk by Pasuk. I'll read the all four verse, all the four through nine first, all of that yeah. English. And then if you'll read the Hebrew for us, um, that'd be a blessing to me uh, uh, and for the rest of my viewers as well. Um, so this is ESV version for those of you who are watching my YouTube video right now. We've got a special treat for you. I'll read the English. And then my good friend Rabbi Ed, Rabbi Eduardo, he's going to read the, the Hebrew for us later on. And I've got a little bit of an echo going on for some from someone, but uh, we'll deal with that later on if the time comes. Uh, Deuteronomy 6.4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Verse 5 says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Verse 6 says, And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. Verse 7, you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. Verse 8 says, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. Verse 9 says, you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And Rabbi Ed, if you would honor us by reading the Hebrew of verses 4 through 9. No problem. Shema Yisrael Adonai Lehenu Adonai Echad V'yahavta et Adonai Lehecha B'chol Levavevcha U'v'chol Nafshecha U'v'chol Modecha V'hayu ha-devarim ha-ele Asher anuchi metzavcha Hayom ha-levavevcha V'shinutam levnecha V'debarta bam b'shivtecha B'teka u'v'lechtecha V'adera u'v'shachtecha u'v'kumecha U'v'shartam le'ot al-yedeka V'hayu le'totafod b'in e'neka Amen. Oh, man. And um, uh, I'm sorry if I put you on the spot and didn't warn you in advance. I was going to ask you to read Hebrew. If you listened to my show last week, I uh, was it last week? Yeah. I butchered my Hebrew and my Greek. And, and so. Um, oh, no, nah, you do great, man. I, I, I didn't know. If, I, sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm just my mindset is there. And then other times I just just have a. Moses, Moses, was the, Moses, as he writes, says he's the most humble man who ever lived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> Humility. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, all righty. Let's close with um, uh, this last uh, piece of liturgy. Uh, for those of you who are looking at my screen, I've got Romans chapter 12 pulled up. And... Um, uh, ESV on the left and Greek on the right side of the screen. I'll read this for you. Um, uh, verse 1 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Verse 2 says, do not be conformed to this world. This is the message of Hanukkah. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Um, Hanukkah is about dedication. Hanukkah is about holiness. Hanukkah is about being different for God's sake. Don't just be different for difference sake, right? Dedication it really implies being dedicated from something and unto something. If you're going to be dedicated in the biblical way, you need to be dedicated 
from the world, but dedicated unto God. And um, this this is the message that Hanukkah captures and uh, 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 conveys to us among some of the other messages that it conveys. Let me just read the Greek real quick over on the right side of the screen. This is uh, the SBLG and T version of the Greek for those of those Greek scholars out there who are curious. The Greek says, Parakalo un humas adelphoi diaton oik tirmon tu theu para stasai ta somata hemon thusias zosan hagian to theo yuristan tain lagakin latreon humon. Verse 2 says, Kai me suskema tezesta to ioni tuto ala metamorphuste te anakainose. See, I even butchered Greek every now and then. Tu naos eis ta dakimadzein humas ti ta thelema tu theu ta agathon kai uestan kai. Helion. And that will be the liturgy for us tonight. I was going to ask Lee to read the Greek for me, but he said, nah, I'm going to let you read it for me, Ariel. But, but next time, Lee's going to read the Greek, okay? That's all, hey, Ariel, that sounds Greek to me. It's all Greek to me, yeah. And you know what? Um, some of these Greek words are like, you know, they're like six, seven syllable words. And so I, I stumble over Greek every now and then. My Hebrew is a lot better than my Greek, but I'm... I'm uh, by practicing my Greek, at least in front of everybody else, uh, uh, then I'm, I'm getting better because when I'm nervous, then at least uh, it prompts me to be a little bit better. All right. Um, I just had one quick question real quick. Um, Rabbi, do you know the Aaronic Benediction? Can you, can you, do you ever chant it at your congregation? Um, yeah, we do, actually. You do. Who, who's the Chazan? Who usually does the, 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 the Aaronic Benediction? It's uh, me or Rabbi Mark. Both of us do it. Both of you do it. Okay. Well, then, um, in closing, would you bless us once more with uh, yeah, chanting it? Not just saying it, but can you can you chant it for us, the, the Aaron sure. benediction? We'll yeah, close absolutely. with that. Sure. Sure. Um, receive this blessing as Aaron prayed over the children of Israel. Ya era do na panava lecha, vichune ho ye so Adonai Panav Elecho Ya Seyam Lecha Shalo May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious toward you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the name of Messiah Yeshua. Amen. All righty. Okay. Um, let me close in prayer. And then Hi. those of you who are with me. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Is everyone there? Estefania, did you have a question? Say hello. No. Oh, okay. Alrighty. I heard someone uh, start to talk. Yeah, so I do too. <laughs> oh, okay. Alrighty. Um, let me close in prayer. And uh, is that, uh, do we have some more people join? Is that what happened? I don't think no, so. No, I'm oh, okay. My son, my son said amen. Oh, your son He's did. Okay, I mean, alrighty. <laughs> well, hey, how, how old is he? He's two. He's two. All right. Does he want to share? Yeah. Um, does he want to share like great wisdom and words from Torah with us tonight? Do you have any Torah words? <laughs> Anything? 
You want to say shalom? You want to say amen? Oh, he's getting shy. All righty. Okay. All right. <laughs> Words of wisdom from 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 the two year old. Okay. All right. Well, let me close. <laughs> let me close in prayer, and then uh, those of you with me in the live class, uh, if you have time and you're able to, we can stay afterwards, and I won't record the 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 uh, the, the oneg afterwards or the the, the mid rashing afterwards. Um, I'll stop the microphone after that. But I thank you for sharing with me tonight, and on behalf of all of my uh, YouTube uh, viewers and my I, my podcast listeners, uh, thank you for making our Hanukkah special and meaningful. And uh, just real quick, I want to make sure that uh, those of you who are watching my YouTube video and listening to my iTunes podcast, catch us each week, live internet studies. Uh, uh, next week, we'll pick up our normal study, and um, uh, uh, we'll go to the normal topics that we normally do with the, uh, the, the, the Romans 14 study and the uh, Shema study. So that'll be next week. Uh, just remember, we meet each Saturday evening from 7 p.m. to approximately 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Okay? So, uh, with that, let's close in prayer. Abba, bless your name, and I thank you so much for having friends who are like-minded in that we worship God, and we recognize that Jesus has come. The Messiah spoken of in the scriptures has come. His light has shined forth, like John tells us, and it shines into the darkness, and the, the darkness has not comprehended it or has not overtaken it, depending on which translation to read. And we thank you, Lord, that we read in other parts of, of your love letter to us that you have called us out of darkness and into your marvelous light. And it is that light of Messiah that shines brightly. We can read his words. We can study about him. We can meditate on uh, his life. And we can uh, come to the realization that it is by his light that we, too, are light and that we thank you that we've been given this mandate to shine, to let our lights shine brightly during this festival of lights, when the true light has come into the world, the light of the world, Messiah Yeshua, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, that you are continuing to call us out and to call us upward and onto a higher standard, a standard that's that's not like the standard of the world, a standard that's uh, holy because you have deemed it holy. We don't have to recreate holiness. We simply have to read your words, meditate on them, hide them deep in our heart, allow the Holy Spirit to to strengthen them within us. And that's how we become holy. This was part of the message I was going to share uh, 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 if I had time, is that holiness is not metaphysical and that walking in Kedusha, Kedusha, walking in holiness is as easy as allowing God's words to reside in us, to allow God's spirit to help us to renew our mind like um, Apostle Paul challenges us in Romans and to, to put on the armor of God and to walk in the spirit and to be filled with the spirit, to forgive one another, to love one another, to not walk in darkness like John talks about, um, hating our brother. Lord, holiness is a choice that we make. And you have given us the ability and the desire to make that choice. So bless us, Lord, where we're at. Continue to raise us up. Continue to protect us uh, during this um, this awful pandemic as sweeping in the world. Lord, we pray for um, friends and family members, those who are suffering, those who are who are uh, stressed, those who are uh, sick. Um, give us uh, a burden to to reach out to them uh, in a safe manner. Reach out by phone, by, by email, by smartphone, by, by, by social media, uh, by internet. Lord, let's not break that communication. 
is so vital during this time. People are so um, um, confused. The political message of today's landscape is so confusing. The, 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 the social and racial and ethnic uh, 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 tension around us, the, the, um, just so much happening in our world today that, that is frightening. And Lord, yet we trust in you and uh, we'll look to you and continue to rely on you and to name your name. Be with us tonight. Help us to go forward during this Hanukkah season and to let our light shine bright, the light of Messiah within us. Give us holy boldness, and we'll be careful, Lord, to give you the praise and glory. B'shem Yeshua. Amen. That concludes our show for today. It is my desire that this continuing series of teachings will assist the average non-Jewish believer or new Messianic Jewish believer in his desire to become a more mature child of God. And now, O Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I am giving you today for your own good. To the Lord your God belong the heavens, even the highest heavens, the earth, and everything in it. Yet the Lord set his affection on your forefathers and loved them. And he chose you, their descendants, above all the nations, as it is today. Circumcise your hearts, therefore, and do not be stiff-necked any longer. Because the Torah is written on the hearts of all who truly name the name of Yeshua as Lord and Savior, it is meant to be followed to the best of our ability. We have no reason for fear of condemnation or the trappings of legalism. My name is Ariel Ben Lyman Hanavi. The intro and outro song were written, produced, and performed by Ryan Kingsley. For more information on contacting Ryan, you can reach me by email at yeshua613 at hotmail.com. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A number 613 at hotmail.com. Or visit our website at graftedin.com. That's graftedin.com. 